Hey, how's it going? It's your man, Christopher the Rupal. And if you're hearing this, you're probably like, oh, wait, why is there a weird intro here? Well, uh, before Drunken Book Club became what it is now, where we get drunk, talk about kids' books, and other such things, the original Drunken Book Club was this style and format, where I used to read, like, almost like five books, like three to five books in a month. And I wanted to talk about them, but I was very... What's the word? Uh, shy? Didn't think I was like smart enough to actually talk about these books without getting drunk first and having a jovial time about it. So this is where the this incarnation of Drunken Book Club is. There's about a couple handfuls of the handful uh, of these episodes. I think they're fun. I did not want to get rid of them when we became Drunken Book Club. Uh, originally speaking of which, um, so here it is enjoy and these are the new socials dbc underscore pod for the twitter account and our new patreon is patreon.com slash drunken book club think about supporting us it it may uh improve further stuff yada 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 okay uh bye Underneath the ocean, everything's Hey, I'm your host, Christopher the Rupal. What's that? Time? What, what time is it? I think it's time for Drunken Book Club Volume 2. I'm gonna just sit back a little on my futon here. So, on this month's episode, because I, I am trying to keep this as a monthly show, I'm going to talk about five books I read in the past month or so. These books include, so if you don't want just just in case, there might be spoilers ahead. The books I have read or tried to read, that's a key one right there, try to read is, because it happens every now and then, is Anne Frank, The Diary of a Young Girl, Stephen King's Carrie, and Winston Groom's Forrest Gump. For regular books. And for the two comic books I read this month, I read Bitch Planet by Dick... God, I don't fucking... I can't read this shit. Sorry, a little drunk. Look up Bitch Planet. It's awesome. And Ghost Rider, The Complete Collection by Daniel Way. So we'll, we'll start off with regular books as usual, but also gotta say what, I'm drink, what I have drunk and also what I'm drinking this episode. So my pre-game drink was a, a something I learned because, um, I was about to say, if you listen to the two episodes ago of, oh wait, no, just one episode ago of Speaking of Which, I went to BevMo with Joe and the really, and I, I picked up a case of apple ciders because I, I do love apple ciders. Strongbow in particular is my favorite brand. And I picked up, and, and I, I was, uh, I was gonna, I also bought some like vanilla vodka so I can... You know, because I was running low on it, and that's one of my favorite drinks to have to add to other things. But, uh, you know, I picked up the... It's unrelated, I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm already I'm already a little drunk. But, as I said, my pregame was a little stronger. What it is, is a Strongbow apple cider, a full one, mixed with a Fireball Whiskey little shooter bottle. 
and it kind of tastes like apple pie. Kinda. I think the cinnamon's a little too strong for my taste, so kind of takes away the niceness. Nice, uh, yeah, I guess niceness. Nice sweet flavor that that Strongbow already has. So there is that is one of the sad parts. But currently, for the other two drinks I have for Drunken Book Club, I am currently drinking, um, it's a White Russian, kinda? I used the same ingredients as a White Russian, minus one. I, I substituted one in. So what it is, is I took a shot of Kahlua, a shot of vanilla vodka, and used one cup of milk. 2% milk. Because, um... Creamer's a little too heavy for me, and I don't want to use up the rest of Sam's creamer because I'm not a douchebag. I'll drink my milk if, if I mean, if she, if she wants us to sip on my milk, she can go right ahead. I will not drink the rest of her creamer out of kindness. And then the drink that I'll probably have about midway through the episode is going to be the rest of my Diet Dr. Pepper that I couldn't finish yesterday that has vanilla vodka in it. I don't know why I went with a very vanilla... I, I was feeling very... In the mood for sweet, I, I, my sweet tooth is really kicking in this week. That's for sure. So, just a uh, just a heads up. I have a sweet tooth when it comes to alcohol. I like sweet sweet alcohols. Oh no, I forgot to turn down my phone. <laughs> so, without further ado, we'll start with the first book I read this uh, past month or whatever, wherever I started this. I guess it was the first book I picked up after I finished up the last drunken book club. And it was The Diary of a Young Girl by Anne Frank. Unfortunately, I couldn't finish it. Uh, I, here's, here's the thing. I really do like the perspective of a of the young girl. It's just, it's kind of annoying. Like, I, I don't want to be rude or anything like that. Like, I wanted to finish this one, but I just, I had a hard time. Because I think if I were the, the right age to be reading this, you know, teenage years... I think I probably would have enjoyed it more. I, you know, seeing the perspective of the girl my age going through pretty much hell and also growing up as a teenager, it would it would put things in perspective for me. But being an adult who is who knows a pretty good amount about, you know, the whole Holocaust and World War Two, it, it it's kind of frustrating how she is always wanting to be very argumentative with her mother and other characters, but you know, she is a teenage girl. Or, she was a teenage girl. I do apologize if I speak in the wrong perspective here. I am a little drunk. This is a work of non-fiction. This really happened. This was a non-fiction book. This is someone's diary. I'm gonna apologize now if I miscommunicate any, if I say, you know, certain things that make it sound like it's fiction, I apologize. It's hard to have words come out clearly <laughs> but to continue you know Anne is I fully understand her perspective she's growing up she's she's a freaking teenager and being a teenager it's not fun it's not fun for anyone you're having very mixed emotions you're getting angry easily at little simple things that shouldn't be getting you angry you know it's a world that doesn't make a lot of sense but poor but Anne, and unfortunately, Anne is, wasn't able to kind of put that into perspective, perspective, you know, that her world could have ended like that. I mean, I only got maybe a hundred or so pages in, 
So, I mean, I got, I got a pretty good chunk in there, you know? I got about one-third of the way through my copy. It was just kind of just a... It, it's a tough read being an adult now and trying to be sympathetic to the teenageness. I'm sympathetic to her really shitty situation of hiding away inside, you know, this kind of makeshift factory hidden upstairs attic kind of thing. But at the same time, it's hard to... It's it's just weird. It's 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 a good book. I think if I were, you know, twelve to fifteen, I would get her ploy a little bit better. Or I'm just you know, I I just wouldn't be frustrated with her like little things of like being a teenage girl. Because <laughs> without a doubt, there is a lot of things of being teenage girlness here. Uh, but I strongly recommend it if you're of the age as an adult reader. I can't recommend this one. I'm sorry. Like, if, if I'm recommending this to another adult, there are a lot better diaries of this time of adults and stuff, which I will more than likely read, you know? I think this is a very important book to read at the right age, though. At the right age, this can be a really strong, very impactful book. But as a 27-year-old man, person woman i just i just couldn't get like Anne was a little annoying i'm not gonna lie i have a drink for Anne, <laughs> but without a doubt you know i do strongly recommend it if you're of the age but as an adult you might want to just put this one down and find something maybe at, just about the whole ploy of a jewish person during that time i i kind of want to look for books like this like I say, if you know of books like this for an adult or anything, or just have recommendations in general, leave a comment, tweet me at the underscore Ruple or SOW underscore podcast, so I can, you know, find more books. Like, I wanted you to enjoy Diary of a Young Girl, but I'm just not the right age for this one anymore. So it kind of bites. You know, I really wanted to like it, but it was... It's the whole teenageness, and I, I don't have a problem with teenagers in general. I work with teenagers, well, older teenagers, but, you know, Anne can be a little bit of a brat. Why lie? And she does, she's very argumentative with her mother and with her sibling. So it's a very relatable book in that sense, you know? That's why this works. It, it, it works with a younger reader, but as an adult, it doesn't work with me anymore. I, I just think, well, she's kind of a brat you know and it just doesn't work for me i do apologize if that sounds bad if i come off as i don't think i come off as anti-semitic for it but i wish i could have enjoyed diary of a young girl but i understand i fully understand why if you're an adult and you have to put this one back down i fully get you it's not for everybody and i'm definitely going to be looking for more books on the you know, World War II Jewish experience, without a doubt, because it's, 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 it's honestly a fantastic little time period. Not fantastic and good, but a very... <laughs> fantastic was a terrible word to use. I, as I said, I'm drunk, and I shouldn't be talking about nonfiction books. I should be talking about fiction books. I'm gonna, I, I want to try to keep up and do at least one nonfiction book along with my, non, with my fictions, but unfortunately I couldn't get it get down with Anne Frank. So I only recommend it if you're of the age group for it. 
Um, as an adult, hopefully I can find something. So, I had to put this one down after 100 pages, which made me sad. I got further than I did in, uh, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, for what it's worth. <laughs> oh, that's a good white Russian. Quote-unquote white Russian. <laughs> so, the next book I read was Stephen King's Carrie, which is weird to say, talk about a teenage person. It, it's a very teenager episode, it feels like, almost. Minus my last three stories. Uh, but a very, very teenager beginning. I really liked Carrie up until the end, and I'll get to why I didn't enjoy the last 50 or so pages of this book. But I did finish it. I did finish Carrie. I did almost entirely enjoy it. And it's funny, I actually watched the movie and I was like, you know what? The book is definitely better. And that's talking about the original one. Oh, hot dog, hot dog. Though I will admit that the cinematography in the 1970s version is really good, though. But I digress. That's that's what this series to be called. It shouldn't be Dragon Book Club. It should be called. But I digress. <laughs> yes, I'm so fancy. But no, Carrie. If you don't know what it is, is the story of a teenage girl who's kind of who lives with her single mother who's a very overly conservative christian and is very abusive to carrie and carrie is going through her period for the first time at the age of uh 16 if i remember correctly i i apologize i don't have the correct i, I don't know if i have the correct year i do apologize this i did read this one second so it has been a couple weeks since i finished carrie <laughs> And it, it's it's kind of weird for her because she doesn't know about this because her mother is so conservative Christian. And she's also discovering that her psychic powers are kind of becoming stronger as she's growing. And this kind of comes to a very amazing climax at the end where she, you know, she, you know, she gets taunted and bullied throughout. And then she finally gets the chance of her, her kind of redemption. This is kind of a redemption story, if, if you will. About a girl finally getting to be in that spotlight, she gets, she gets to go to the dance with the girl with the boy that she's had a huge crush on. She gets to she gets nominated for king and queen of the prom. She and her him win it, but unfortunately, one of the bullies happens to be a vindictive bitch, because she was banned from the prom for bullying Miss Carrie and refusing to take the det detention. If you don't know what happens next, well. Get with the times. I mean, everyone knows what happens happens in Carrie. She goes on a fucking rampage. And without a doubt, the movie does it better. <laughs> Chris, you bitch. No, no. What I will give to this, to this book is I like the prose. I love how it's written. I like that it goes between kind of... There's no chapters in this book. There's just page breaks. And... I like it when it stops to, you know, go a little further on Carrie's perspective or maybe a little bit about Chris's perspective of what what she's going to do for her evil plan, a little bit of a little bit on Sue's perspective, but also in between certain areas we get newspaper clippings and books about Carrie and the psychic phenomenon. And I think that's it's really well written like that. I lo I personally love it. Um 
being Stephen King's first book, you can definitely feel that. Also, with how short it is, this is it, it is only two hundred and fifty-three pages. So it is a pretty short read compared to the rest of his work. Sorry, I need a little. I need a carry white Russian, if you will. <laughs> I apologize, Sober Chris. That was really uncalled for. Uh, listener? I'm sorry. I'm just gonna finish up my carry white Russian. <laughs> that was a good drink. But, as I would say, Carrie is a good book. I think it's perfect for the 14 and up crowd. I think if you're a teenager, this would be a really good one for you. But if you have revenge fantasies, do not read this one. Actually, you know what? Yes, read this one. Because this is not a revenge fantasy flick. Or uh, a book. Sorry, I'm used to talking about movies, not books. <laughs> like I said before. But like I said, it is not a revenge book. It is not Carrie getting her revenge without a cost. So remember that. That's one of the biggest things about this story. Is that Cor Carrie may think that she got her revenge through her powers that she got. But at what cost? That's the biggie. I think that's what a lot of people kind of forget about Carrie and kind of bringing this perspective of oh I you know this power fantasy of I wish I had those psychic powers I would have taught those people in college or high school just what it means to be bullied and no this is a very good it's a very elongated cautionary tale but it is a good cautionary tale of getting revenge on those who may or may not deserve it I do give Carrie a very, very strong recommendation, especially if you do want something short by Stephen King. Not, I'm not bashing him for his very long books. I do plan on reading... I am actually reading a... Uh, I'm currently reading another one of his books for next month's The Spooking of Witches book club. Uh, I am reading Night Shift, which is a collection of his short stories. So I... If you can say anything about me, I will, admit, I will fully admit... I do prefer his shorter stories. Though I do want to read The Stand, and it is chilling over there somewhere, and I want to reread Pet Cemetery, But that one's also not that long. So, I give a strong recommendation to Carrie. Last 50 pages can kind of be a slog, but it's still a really good book. Strong recommendation. Good book. So we're going to get into our last book of the day, the last regular book. It is Forrest Gump by Winston Groom. You may have noticed uh, two out of three of these books were made into movies. I'm just going to say this again. If you didn't listen to the first Drunken Book Club, I'm kind of weird in that way that I love to read books that have movies that are based on them. Even if I necessarily am, if not necessarily, I'm a fan of said book or movie. Or movie, I guess. Uh, Carrie, for example, I'm not a big fan of the 1970s version. Go back and watch it. It's not as good. The one in the 2000s is a better, is honestly a better made film nowadays. It doesn't have the weird horror cliches. Sorry, that's my, me opening up my Diet Dr. Pepper. Ooh, that's really good. And it's just in time for my 
Forrest Gump, because if you remember in the movie Forrest Gump, he drank all those diet factors, and then he had to, then he was like, I got to pay. <laughs> but like I said, you know, I do like to actually compare and contrast them, kind of in my own mind. I'm not going to do that on this podcast, or else we'd be here for quite some time. And I, you know, the only one of the movies that I, I, I watched, I rewatched Carrie recently, just because I wanted to watch something, and take notes, and it was feeling kind of lonely, and I... That was a good choice for me, it was Carrie. (laughs) But Forrest Gump. This is a weird fucking book. Like, this is a weird 248 pages. Like, I don't know how to... If I really liked it or not, in all honesty. But I want to keep... I want to read the next book. Like, something in me wants to keep reading it. Because it's so weird. Like, I love the movie. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, Forrest Gump is kind of one of the most overrated movies ever, along with Shawshank Redemption and stuff, but they're overrated because they're really good. You know, without a doubt, they're really good and very easy to love movies. But fucking Forrest Gump is... I don't know how they made this book into that movie. It blows my mind. They changed so much. I don't get it. And I don't know how they made it work so well in the movie. Okay, let's start off. You know, Forrest grows up. He doesn't grow up in Greenbow, Alabama. That's the first big. I'm just kidding. You know, I thought that my book was going to be covered in underlines. Go follow me on Twitter or Instagram. You'll hear something I found. I, I found, you know, my first the first page in this book had the, the, the top torn off for some reason. I have no fucking idea why. But you know what else was weird about my book? There was a dollar bill with Martin Luther King Jr.'s face glued on. That's how weird this book is. It gave, it paid me to read it. I was paid to read this book for a dollar. This was paid programming, thank you. <laughs> I don't know where to start. This book is weird. Okay, let's let's talk about some things that are different. Okay, for instance, Forrest doesn't go to school normally, and he doesn't go to attend, and he doesn't really know Gen A as well. He goes to a special school, you know, where special kids go, that are all kind of mongoloids. I'm using the book's words here, guys. They are different and weird in his words. And, you know, he, he finally meets back up with Jedi. And Forrest Gump gets raked in this. Okay, not in the... What? I don't know the term it is. But when he's older, he... You know, he loses his virginity to another woman inside the boarding house. And it, it can be considered rape, even though he, you know, enjoyed it. But she used him for pleasure... And that's not good. There's... There is a rape scene in Forrest Gump. I wish I was kidding. Vietnam is shown in such a weird perspective. It's, it's shown in a way darker perspective, which I like. Versus how the movie shows it as just being boring. This book shows it as being fucking shitty. Which, thank you. Thank you, book. I, I appreciate that. Forrest Gump... Did a good job with that. <laughs> but I digress. You know, and then he he gets he joins a band later on. He joins a band with Jedi. 
Alright, Jenny. I love you, Jenny. I'm not gonna do a Forrest Gump impression this whole time, or at all. I don't wanna do a Forrest Gump impression. Just because I can doesn't mean I will. Alright? I'm not your fucking monkey. Oh, by the way, there's a fucking orangutan that Forrest Gump befriends throughout almost the whole, like, more than half the book. He is friends with an orangutan named Sue, who's a boy. I'm not kidding. Oh, and there's also, he goes to space with the orangutan, and then they come crashing down to Earth because, you know, fucking piss water bottle. This book is weird. This book is really fucking weird. I, I don't know how to describe this book. It's just weird. And, but I liked it. I couldn't put it down. I had a hard time putting it down. It uses a lot of bad language. Forrest becomes a wrestler. He becomes a professional fucking wrestler in this. I'm not kidding. I'm drunk. But I'm not kidding. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so weird. But I really liked it. I don't get it. Why was it so good? I, I need another drink. I don't. Oh, that was. I definitely taste the vanilla there, vanilla vodka there. Oh, and you know what? He says a lot in this book. He says, I got to pay. Also, uh, I think the author might not like Richard Nixon because there's like one scene with Richard Nixon and uh, it, it was very making fun of Richard Nixon, which I'm okay with. Nixon wasn't the best president. He's better than a couple other Republican presidents we've had in the past, you know, 40 years or so. But, you know, it's, this isn't a political, politi political podcast. This is a drunk book club. Do I recommend Forrest Gump? You know what? Yeah. Read Forrest Gump. It is so weird. It's it's worth a read just to see if you'll like it. it. And I'll fully understand if you don't. It's a weird book. I'm not going to deny it. This is probably one of the weirdest books I've read that's supposed to be based in reality. It, it, it's so weird. I don't get it. I, I want to understand why Forrest Gump exists, but I can't explain it. Go out and find this book if you can. My copy was four bucks on eBay. The person bought it for two bucks at Goodwill and then resold it. This this was a this was in a breeze to read, by the way. It, you know, actually, you know what? It wasn't the easiest at first. You do kind of have to get used to because it is in the first person perspective of Forrest. It's in his first person perspective and. He, he talks like he normally does. It's in the perspective of Lenny from Of Mice and Many. Of Mice and Many. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the perspective of an imbecile, an idiot, a fool. But that's what makes it really interesting. The prose works really well. It doesn't go over your head, but it doesn't make you feel like you're, you're straining yourself to read it. You know, it's almost like in another language... But it's not, if that makes sense. It's it's like reading a book in a bonics without sounding racist. I liked Forrest Gump. I really did. I recommend Forrest Gump. That that's where I'm gonna leave it. So I two out of three books I liked. 
Let's see if we like the last two books, the comic books. I like to save com. I don't necessarily read my comic books last. I tend to read them actually kind of between books, you know, kind of, kind of give my brain a little bit of a, I wouldn't say relaxation or anything, because certain comics can be kind of difficult to read. You know, Watchmen is not an easy comic to read, but something like say, Ghost Rider, is a breeze and is a lot of fun. So Ghost Rider by Daniel Way. It's it uh, to put it in perspective. Um, this is a pretty big collection of, and I, and I got recommended this one by, from another podcast called Wizard and the Bruiser. Check them out. They're really awesome. So, two really cool hosts that, they're just really cool. <laughs> but they did a Ghost Rider episode, and they said that the, the Daniel Way collection is a pretty interesting work of fiction for a pretty good version of Ghost Rider. You know, it's it's kind of a really good one to kind of pop right in if you if you know the bare minimum about Ghost Rider. Like, let's say you just say you've seen the Nicolas Cage movies or movie for that, and you've just only seen the first one because I don't think a lot of people have seen the second one. But I do recommend the second one because it's a fucking bonkers ass movie. I I you know what? Pick up this one, Daniel Way Ghost Rider. It is literally Ghost Rider versus the Devil. Like, he's trying to escape from hell, he finds a way out, and then he's back on Earth, but the devil has followed, and there's about 666 versions, 666 versions of the devil that he has to kill. Yeah, that's right. He has to kill them all. Because they're... And it, it, it works in the sense... I don't know where this kind of trope of the... If you kill... It, when they split up in different personalities, when you kill one, the next one gets stronger and stronger. Because I remember in Ugly Americans, that was used as a plot device for Leonard, the wizard. <laughs> and that fucking episode is so fucking funny. But all I could think of was fucking Leonard from Ugly Americans. Magic! And all the little Leonards killing each other until there was the last one. Who was addicted to fucking drugs and shit. <laughs> fucking Ugly Americans is funny. It's not a good show, but I like it. Why am I doing this voice? But no, I digress. You know, it's literally just a collection of stories that's all connected with the whole concept of Ghost Rider trying to kill Satan and send him back to hell where he belongs. That's right, girlfriends. Thane belongs in hell, not on Earth with the rest of us. And you know what? For my first time reading a Ghost Rider comic, I really liked it. There's some... I don't know if I could say some good ones in here, but there's definitely... It's definitely some really fucking badassness. It's... Oh, God. How many comics does this collect? I think this collects 17 comics altogether? It's, or 19 comics. This is Ghost Rider number 1 through 19. Quote, unquote, 19, you know, Ghost Rider 1 through 19. It's Ghost Rider 2006 all the way to, what, 2007, I guess, is when this ended. It's definitely a recommendation. My only complaint is one of the issues is a tie-in with Planet Hulk, which made me, or with uh, World War Hulk, that made me go, Really? <laughs> It did make me want to read World War Hulk and Planet Hulk for what it's worth, which is hard to say, because I'm not a big Marvel person, I'm actually a very big DC, 
Image and Dark Horse Comics kind of guy, Vertigo, that that sort of thing. I'm not a big fan of D of Marvel, but um, I won't lie. This was a pretty good pick. I'm glad I read it. I actually do kind of want to read the more modern Ghost Rider because he is a fucking... I think it's a 1969 Charger as his vehicle, and that's fucking cool. But uh, Ghost Rider by Daniel Way, I would recommend it if you have never really read a Ghost Rider story. This is kind of a good kind of jumping point. You know, it, it doesn't really go too deep into the mythos of Ghost Rider, but it does give you at least a... Gen it gives you the short backstory of, you know, Johnny Blaze and his... Pretty cool. Not the best, but pretty cool. That, that, is, that is what I'd rate it. Not the best, but pretty cool. And to finish things up, Bitch Planet. That's right. I'm talking about Bitch Planet. Oh, yeah, I, I thought I had a burp. Sorry. So how would I describe Bitch Planet? It's a... It's kind of like the Longest Yard. The original Longest Yard, not the remake. Yeah, I will go there. It's, it's like the original Longest Yard mix a gender bent the youngest longest yard but also a grindhouse flick and just overall really fucking cool like i don't know i really liked it it's a it's definitely not your average comic you know i i did only read volume one of bitch planet i do plan on buying the other two volumes that were released because this is a really freaking cool, like, it, it's a good story, like, a startup, you know? And, you know what's real, what actually impresses me the most? That I don't think a lot of people would normally compliment, but I gotta say, I, I have to compliment this, is there's actually a discussion guide of, you know, of certain questions you may ask among, amongst each other, of, you know, certain things of, like, who's your favorite character and... Why? Does it because it because she relates to you or maybe she's just got a very sympathetic story, you know? And I'm not gonna lie, one of these stories made me cry like a bitch. Issue number three The Secret Origin of Penny Roll. That's one actually made me tear up. Because being a plus size man myself, I understand it. I understand the whole you know, the world being like, if you're fat, you're not supposed to be happy with yourself kind of thing. I can't speak for the African-American perspective, but, you know, the whole, oh, your hair is just this way. It needs to be this way kind of way. I can't say I, I, I know the perspective. I can't say I relate. I can relate to that, but I know it. You know, it's, it's just a very heartfelt story, you know. What's her perfect perspective of herself? I don't want to spoil it. I will not spoil issue number three because it made me tear up so much and made me, it, it, it was tears of joy. That's what it was. It's, Bitch Planet is a strong recommendation. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything about Bitch Planet because I want you to go out and read this one. It is without a doubt the best comic I've read in like, of just psychologically. In, it's one of the best ones I've read this year because I won't lie. I read, I started reading Saga this year, and that's become one of my favorites this year, without a doubt. So, with that, I'm going to end this episode by saying, definitely pick up Bitch Planet if you're a feminist. <laughs> I know, that's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a broad thing to say, but 
If you're a feminist, you'll love Bitch Planet. It's so well written. It is a masterpiece, in my opinion. And I want to continue reading it as soon as I'm done paying for my Nintendo Switch and then my SoundCloud uh, subscription. So that's the episode this this month, I was about to say this week, for Drunken Book Club. Thank you for joining me. If you have book recommendations, you can, you have, a, there's a lot of ways you can do this, okay? You can either comment on the SoundCloud of this with, hey, I really think you'd enjoy XYZ. I really I really love those comments and stuff. It really makes me go, thank you. <laughs> I know that these these episodes aren't filled with huge laughs or anything, but I like to give out my perspective about books I've read, even though I'm not a literary critic. I'm not a critic in general. I just like to give out book recommendations because I like to read, even if they are kind of generic stories and books that you know I you know I, I normal people would probably have already read, you know. But I mean, I mean, how would you have picked up Bitch Planet if I didn't tell you about it? Hell, I didn't know about it until I read... Uh, I, I'm starting a campaign for Starfinder. And in the back, you know, Pathfinder's really cool about this. That they... Pathfinder and Starfinder. They give recommendations for what kind of... What's it called? What kind of books you should read. Whether they're comics or regular books. And what movies and what TV shows. And what music to inspire you with. I, for one, really enjoyed... I've really enjoyed Bitch Planet and am very thankful Starfinder recommended that for me. And I'm actually probably going to reread Saga next, not this next month, but within the next couple months. <laughs> so thank you for joining me this this week. Uh, oh yeah, and recommendations. Back to where you can send recommendations. So you can either do that there, you can leave a five-star review, and if you leave a five-star review, I will go out and find the book you recommend. Without a doubt, I will go out, I will find it, I will read it immediately, and I will be like, hey, thank you X for recommending this book, I loved or hated this book. But you know what, that person gets their money. And there's the third option, which is kind of an A and B situation. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Instagram, and leave a recommendation there. I am at the underscore Rupal. For Twitter and Instagram, and also on Twitter, I am also on at the, or sorry, at SOW underscore podcast, for speaking of which podcast. Uh, you can send it to either one of them. I will, I control both. I am in control of my body. Thank you. And you know what? Shout out to my friends who also are on this podcast, but not on this specific one. Of course, my beautiful assistant, Sam, who is at Berserker Rose on Twitter and Instagram. You can also check out Weiss's work on at Forced Left Hand Dr. Dr. At on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Definitely check out his AMVs. They're really good. And of course, always check out Juan's work at Voice of J Rod on Instagram, Twitter. He has a LinkedIn. I don't know what you do on LinkedIn, but go find out so I can learn from you. Thank you for joining me this week. Next month's episode, or this week, this month, whatever. Depending on how you listen to this podcast. Because this is part of speaking of which, after all. But if you, if you're, if you're interested for next month, 
to kind of put in perspective what I'm doing next month it is part of the Spooky of Witch brand. So it's going to be horror books all around. I've already finished my first book, which I was kind of contemplating about putting on this episode, but I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to. But I read an R.L. Stein young adult novel called Beach House. So that'll be there next month. I'm also reading Tales to Give You Goosebumps, kind of a short story collection by, not kind of, it is a short story collection by R.L. Stein. I'm also reading H.P. Lovecraft's Tales of Horror, which is a collection I received for Christmas about two years ago, I believe. And I'm barely reading. I know I'm terrible about books reading. And I'm also reading Night Shift by R. Stein, by Stephen King. If I finish up with all those, I hope to maybe read another, maybe an, maybe another R.L. Stein book. I don't know. Uh, and for my comic books, I will be doing Simpsons Treehouse of Horror collections because I love those. I love reading them every year. They're so much fun. I'm gonna buy so many more. I already have two. I'm gonna buy more. And I may also read some other horror comic. I'm not sure. And I'm also going to give some recommendations for where to find great horror comics. So stay tuned for next time. Thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Rupal signed out. I gotta pee.